This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunas Talk back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show, our daily 8am update series in which you keep you guys, in which you keep you guys, in which we keep you guys. I mean, what, what are you doing? You're just listening. <laughs> we keep you guys up to date with all the latest Arsenal transfer information, of course, and get your thoughts. That's where you guys come in because we're going to get your thoughts and your feelings in the chat box. As always, answer some of your questions to and try to make sense of the chaos that we find ourselves dealing with every single day. And we find ourselves once again in a day of new information, new stuff, new signings, new names. We're going to go through all of them and more. But before we do, please make sure you drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on. A couple of things before we crack on with the show. First things first, you may notice that I've swapped out the background for a more static look. Um, I know a lot of people have said that sometimes the moving background can be quite distracting. So we're just trialing a more static situation. So let me know how you feel about the backgrounds and the feedback is really genuinely appreciated in the comment section. So please do keep letting me know. Criticism is how we learn and improve. So do not be afraid to tell me if you don't like something because often we do act upon it. So please do that. Second thing, of course, as always, as we're pushing every single day, please make sure if you haven't already, please could you vote for us for the FCAs, the Football Content Awards this year. We are going for Best Club Creator, which is obviously an exceptionally competitive uh, category. So if you could just spare a couple of minutes of your time to vote for us all you need to do is tweet that specific tweet that's on your screen there is a template in the description as well and for those that don't have twitter and there are a few people that were uh, sending me dms and asking about how they can vote uh, via instagram i'm not sure about a way via instagram but what you can do is if you click on the link in the description to go to the football content awards website it will take you to this page which i'll just show for you now and that page allows you then to vote for us on the website in the best club content creator category and you just need to type in the guna talk into that section and it should let you do that so thank you to ever, ever so much for everyone that has already or hasn't even if you haven't but please do uh vote 
uh, as much as feasibly possible. Keep voting and hopefully we can get nominated this year. Let's move on to our first story, though, and crack on with today's show. And we start off, of course, with the fact that Arsenal have indeed... So I was going to say sign a new player, but use their first uh, appearance of Sambi Lakonga in a friendly uh, behind closed doors against Millwall. However, of course, and I'm sure plenty of you now know this, is that we have obviously seen that game because it was published onto Arsenal.com. And that's great because for so many years, Arsenal's behind closed doors, pre-season friendlies and stuff like that has never been posted online. We just don't get access to seeing them. So it was... Great to see the friendly. Of course, we were supposed to play into Milan, so it is a little bit of a downgrade in Florida, of course, and that's not happened because of the pandemic. But Arsenal did manage to uh, throw out kind of the behind-closed-door friendly. It did get streamed after the game was finished, and we won 4-1. I would have been interested to see if we'd have lost 4-1 if they would have... (laughs) If they would have posted it. Um, but a very interesting game. Uh, some really good performances. And Sambi Lakonga in particular really genuinely um, impressed me uh, with how he played uh, and was really good when he came on. If you want to see kind of my whole entire breakdown and reaction to the game, we did do a show yesterday talking about the whole game. Uh, a fair few people have watched it, so please make sure you catch up on that. If you haven't already, I'll make sure I leave a link to that. Straight above my head. Moving on to Granite Xhaka, who has arrived back in London uh, as of yesterday. He will join up with the Arsenal squad, believe it or not, because the deal between Arsenal and Roma is still yet to be agreed. And he is now due back at Arsenal to train and he will train and join up with the squad. How he trains, whether it will be with the group, whether it will be separately, we'll have to wait and see. But until the deal gets agreed with Roma, he is still very much an Arsenal player. And so until that time, he is certainly going to be training with the group, which I know plenty of you did not expect Arsenal to be seeing Granit Xhaka back at the club whatsoever. But he is back in London now and certainly will be uh, training. And you never know, could pop up in a pre-season friendly. We've had Kalasanac play. We've had Bellerin play. We've had plenty of others play that we expect to leave. Um, so there's no reason as to why Granit Xhaka may not also play should the deal between Arsenal and Roma not get agreed. To be honest, you know, I'm happy for Arsenal to be a little bit stubborn sometimes and to try and get the best deal possible. But I really do kind of hope this deal is just sorted out as soon as possible so that we can move on and get in the centre midfield targets that we need this summer. Moving on to Hector Bellerin. Now, supposedly Arsenal's kind of stance on the situation with Hector Bellerin and Inter Milan has now changed, that they are more open to the idea of a loan of Bellerin going out, which I know will not be the most pleasurable of news uh, to most of you hearing that Bellerin could go out on loan. However, there are indications that that loan would have certain clauses that would turn an option to buy into an obligation to buy and also the fact that possible kind of loan fees would be quite exorbitant and rather beneficial for Arsenal should it go forwards that would then fall in line with the option or obligation to buy that would reduce that figure with the size of the loan fee attached to it and so therefore Arsenal would still get a decent deal should that happen and you would hope that they would fulfill the criteria so it does ultimately turn into an obligation to buy by the end of the season but that's one that seems to be changing ever so slightly as Arsenal's stance on Hector Bellerin and how they're going to move him on has changed now he obviously was not involved 
and neither was uh, Sayer Kalasinac either in yesterday's friendly behind closed doors. And there's a number of reasons for that. Obviously, the obvious one is it could be because of the sorting out of a transfer deal because of their future. The other one is because of injury, and we don't know of any specific injuries to either player. But the third option, which is still a very likely option, is they could have been part of the travelling party for Florida that did obviously test positive for the virus and so therefore are currently isolating. But we've had no information about who specifically were the players in the travelling party to test positive. But it could have been Bellerin, it could have been Kalasinac, but we still don't ultimately know uh, who was there and whether or not that affects Bellerin's future or whether or not he was not playing because he was sorting out a deal with Inter Milan. We'll have to wait and see as the days move forward. Moving on to the possible ins, and Max Ebel, who is the sporting director at Borussia Mönchengladbach, has been talking about Dennis Zakaria, who we have obviously been linked with in the past. We've also done a tactical breakdown on Dennis Zakaria, if you want to find out more about him, which I'll leave a link to above my head. Um, but with Dennis, uh, he says, we have been trying to extend his contract since October. Dennis and his management told us pretty clearly that they would prefer a transfer this summer, meaning that the Swiss midfielder is now looking to move on. 24-year-old central midfielder, Swiss international, plays as kind of a centre midfielder and as a number six and as a number eight can play either position he likes to play a little bit more, a little bit more box to box and you can find out as I say a lot more about him if you watch our tactical breakdown on him but Arsenal are of course looking for a centre midfielder this summer it could be that Dennis Zakaria is that player I would be a little bit hesitant considering the fact that if we want to upgrade upon Granit Xhaka why sign the guy that's currently being kept out of the Swiss Swiss squad by specifically Granite Jacker. Um, and so for that reason, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a shame. Uh, Marcus, there's no ITK Sundays, I'm afraid. We're, we're giving that a little bit of a break while things are getting a little bit more serious at the moment. We, we may return towards the end of the window as things start to heat up a little bit more. But thanks for asking about the ITK Sundays. Glad that you enjoy them. Update on Tammy Abraham is that Arsenal would supposedly be willing to meet his £125,000 per week wage demands, uh, which is what it would take to effectively sign and agree those personal terms. There is still no official word on a bid on talks between Arsenal and Chelsea, just rumours now about possible personal details not particularly being too much of an issue. This one would very much rely upon the future of Alexandre Lacazette that we talked about yesterday. A £15 million price tag has been placed on the French striker and should he leave the Gunners, that would enable them to move for a striker. And it seems to be that Tammy Abraham is indeed that target that they would be looking at. We've done a specific tactical breakdown on him as well. If you would like to find out more about that situation, make sure you check it out on the channel. It's only done a few days ago, so it's, it's very, very up to date. Moving on to Aaron Ramsdale. Arsenal are expected to go in with a third and final bid for the Sheffield United and England goalkeeper. It is not, however, expected to be around the £30 million figure. It is, however, still expected to be as high as £25 million for Aaron Ramsdale, who would come in initially as a backup keeper to Bernd Leno. And considering that's £8 million more than we sold Emmy Martinez for, uh, it's obviously going to garner plenty of criticism plenty of attention. Um, if it happens, obviously we're going to get behind Ramsdale and hope that he succeeds. But I would still be surprised to see Sheffield United accept that figure, considering they've been holding out for upwards of £30 million. We'll have to wait and see. There's no word about whether or not Ramsdale would push the transfer through. But Arsenal, I imagine if they don't get Ramsdale with this third and final bid, they may move on to someone like Sam Johnston, who has already had a bid rejected of around £10 to £15 million from West Ham. So that's one that they may be able to move for instead of Ramsdale but 
Uh, one that Arsenal are expected to make their third and final bid for. Now, Ben White, of course, as we're expecting to be joining the club very, very soon. A medical is expected to take place next week. And of course, today is Sunday, so it could even be tomorrow. He has now landed back in the UK and specifically pictured in London. Uh, and he could be heading on his way to Arsenal in the next few hours or so to complete all the formalities, take his medical, do the signing photos and eventually get ready for the formal announcement. So for those of you wondering where Ben White has been. He is coming to Arsenal and uh, will be signing what we believe to be is anyway next week with an official announcement coming very, very soon. He is, however, not going to be Arsenal's next signing because Arsenal have already made their next signing. According to The Athletic, Arsenal have completed the signing of Fulham's under-18 forward Mika Biref, who is a player I've not heard anything about ever and for that obvious reason there is only one thing to do and that is of course to do a tactical breakdown on Mika or Micah uh, Biareth and uh, I'm very looking forward to finding out uh, more about him and, and what he is he's got a very good goal record in the under 21's league under 18's league sorry eight, uh, 21 goals in, in 21 games a ridiculous amount of a return yes sure it's the under 18's he hasn't scored at the uh, under 23 level yet he's had three appearances last season wasn't able to get on the score sheet during those games but he's very highly rated he comes with a very, very high recommendation. And so, therefore, it is important that we obviously break this guy down, find out more about him. And we will try to do that for you guys a little bit later on today or tomorrow uh, afternoon. But it will be out within the next couple of days or so. So make sure you've got a channel subscription and make sure you've turned on that notification bell so you don't miss any possible shows that will come through. So make sure you stay tuned to the channel for that because that's going to be very, very interesting indeed and that does bring an end to all of the transfer news of the day thank you ever so much for tuning in for that we now move on to the second part of the show which as always is answering as many of your questions as feasibly possible in the chat box so if you do indeed have a question that you would like to ask please do throw them into the chat box and we'll try and go through as many as feasibly possible steve stone says i'm just not seeing why arsenal would want to pay 25 million plus for ramsdale and steve i think your opinion falls in line with pretty much 90 percent of arsenal fans at the moment i think there is a small percentage that would say you know if we've got money spend it it's a homegrown goalkeeper he's a decent level he's one player of the season for the last three seasons of the clubs that he's played for however has been relegated in the last two seasons with those clubs some would say it's not too great being the best of a bad bunch but, I mean, Arsenal have had some very decent players in a group of a bad bunch that we'd like to keep hold of for many, many years. So that is ultimately a counter-argument to that. It just does seem a bit strange to spend that amount of money on a backup keeper when you can go and sign or could have signed a non-homegrown one for as little as, say, €8 million Euros like Onana or bring in Matt Ryan on a permanent deal, which he would have been open for, for completely nothing. It is strange that they are looking to spend this amount of money. Um, London says, uh, what do you think about Runnison not being involved in any preseason games? Surely Asani is definitely leaving. It was reported a few uh, over a week ago now that he was meant to be moving to Alte Spore in uh, Turkey. And that came out from a Turkish source that was then verified by Charles Watts. So that is still, you know, that we all thought that was going to take place. It has not as of yet. But Runnison's not been involved in preseason at all, which indicates to us anyway that he would be leaving. He would be moving off from the club this summer. 
So it is strange that it's not yet been announced, but it's, I'm sure it's one that's, that we're expecting to kind of happen within the next few days or so. Uh, so Hill says, Tom, why uh, do you think the club is stressing on getting more English slash homegrown players? We talked a little bit about this before. Basically, there's a theory that there's a couple of schools of thought to this. The first one is ultimately that right now you're only allowed 17 non-homegrown players in the squad. Arsenal have previously struggled with dealing with that quota. If you remember back to last season, we had to leave out Ozil and we had to leave out uh, Socrates because we didn't have enough. Uh, we had too many non-homegrown players in the squad. And I think that's maybe made the, the club realise that they need to invest a bit more in, in homegrown talent. But also, there's always the threat that the Premier League or the FA could push to reduce that non-homegrown quota to a lower number, let's say a 15 or a 14 or below that even. And if they do that, Arsenal would not be very well prepared right now to deal with that type of change. And so I think that they are just preemptively just bringing in and investing a bit more in homegrown talent. So if that was to happen, they would have some long-term, lengthy contracted options to deal with that situation. So there you go. Arun says, Tom, the Ramsdale actual bid is 17 million and 8 million in add-ons. If those add-ons are nearly impossible to achieve, I don't mind that. 17 million with some very, very uh, out there add-ons, of course, may seem uh, a bit, you know, a, a lot better than, than 25 million, but still... It's, it's still a lot of money considering the quality goalkeepers that you could get still significantly less than that. But, you know, we'll, we'll see about that one. Um, yes, uh, TGP, I will obviously be flying into Orlando tomorrow to, to meet and greet with with the fans. Uh, I mean, they're fans of TGT, not just me, obviously. We've got a big group here, Mike. Can't forget about the others. It's not a one-man band, this. Um, but no, obviously, uh, those that are in Orlando this weekend, I hope you had a fantastic time. And uh, apologies that the team weren't there. Um, and that's probably ruined a little bit of the trip, but I'm sure you've had a fantastic time anyway. And uh, make sure that you donate into Gunas V Cancer. There is a link for that in the description. As always, you can win some amazing prizes. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some pro promotional work from that very soon, I'm sure. Uh, Nick Meadows says, is there a tactical breakdown on Ramsdale? There is, Nick. There's already one on the channel. Uh, you can actually go and watch that. Um, we are joined by uh, some experts who give some insight on that. We compare him to the likes of Emi Martinez, I think, and, and Bern Leno, of course, too. So there is already an Aaron Ramsdale tactical breakdown. I'll make sure I left a, a link to that uh, alongside with the bit where I talk about Ramsdale earlier on in the show. Anish says, Tom, why is there so much negativity around Emil Smith-Rowe getting the number 10 shirt? What are your thoughts on this? I haven't seen loads of negativity, if I'm honest. Maybe we just follow different people, but I've not seen loads of negativity to speculate on possible negativity around that decision and to give Smith-Rowe the number 10 shirt. I think people, there's a couple of schools of thought to this. One would be we could have enticed a very nice number 10 to come into the club by giving him that number 10 shirt, i.e. a Madison, as we were led to believe previously that that, that kind of was going to be offered to him as maybe a way to convince him to sign. And the other is to say that Smith-Rowe is still very much a kid. He's still very much someone that needs to develop a lot more and he's nowhere near the finished article. He needs to add a lot more to his final product, score a fair few more goals and get a fair few more assists as well. And he's not nailed down as kind of a you know an out-and-out -out starter uh, in comparison to, say, like the level of development Bakayo Saka has had. I think he should be. Uh, absolutely no doubt in my mind that Smith-Rowe should be starting every single game going forwards. But the fact of the matter is that for some people, they will say that he's not yet developed and improved and established himself enough 
to warrant the same shirt as the likes of Dennis Bergkamp, Paul Merson, and of course, more recently, Jack Wilshere and uh, Mesut Ozil as well. Uh, Robin says, honestly, Tom, I'm getting resolved at uh, res- results. The fact beyond that, beyond white, we might only sign one more. Resigned to the fact that beyond Ben White, we might only sign one more first team player. Uh, Robin, I would say chill. Um, Don't panic just yet. I am concerned. I'm on your line of thought in regards to being a little bit concerned about how many first team players we're going to bring in. But the indications are, the expectations are that Arsenal are still going to be very busy during this transfer window and there's still plenty of time left. Yes, there's only less than three weeks left at the start of the season, but that's not when the window closes. There's still a long, long time. If you remember last season, Arsenal spent the whole £45 million on the last day of the window. I don't want to see it go that late, but just remember that there is always the capacity for that to happen so we will wait and see tkc says i've been taking a peek at our links and signings i don't think that we've been linked to someone who will turn our fate around or drag us out of the mud what do you think about it i think there are certain players that we have been linked to that aren't going to progress us like i don't think nuno tavage progresses us i don't think lakonga necessarily right now anyway progresses us but it's more of a long-term kind of signing does ben white progress us well we had the third best defense in the league that wasn't necessarily our biggest problem last season i think it progresses us in terms of that specific area of the pitch but it's not going to drag us to a top four finish Arsenal need to add to the midfield we need a better centre midfielder we need another attacking midfielder those are the types of signings that we need and a right back arguably too to add that kind of verve going forwards as well we've not seen any real big links that look like those deals are going to be happening anytime soon so I agree with you right now is that right now we haven't done enough to progress ourselves closer to that top four which is ultimately our main goal next season so We'll wait and see if things change, TKC. But yeah, I I pretty much fall in line with what you're saying there right now. And Navarra says, where are our scouts? Do they even exist? Uh, I mean, well, we made quite a fair few of them redundant, unfortunately, last year as Edu moved towards a more data-driven approach to scouting and specifically using kind of metrics and stuff like that to, to identify certain players that we need to be looking at in the transfer window. Yeah, it's obviously scouting is 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 important and specific. I mean, when we we interview scouts on the channel, we've interviewed Oliver Zeziger, who's a scout over in Switzerland, and he talks to us about some of the methods that they used uh, in as much secrecy as he possibly could, without revealing too much, of course. But one of the key things was talking about a player on a personal level, how they are in training, how they are in conversation, and those can be really important aspects that you don't get through looking at simply data. So. That's a big thing that we also need to improve on. But there are rumours that they are looking to improve their recruitment team. We saw the links, of course, to Luis Campos, uh, the former Lille kind of big recruit guy there. And uh, whilst that wasn't, uh, turn, it didn't turn out to be a legit source, it did turn out that Arsenal, according to Chris Wheatley, are still looking at trying to extending and improving their arm of recruitment at the squad with certain personnel. So that is still something that we're going to see improving. But right now, we are a little bit down on the scouts that's for sure um yes mr harrison kind says you still need scouts to pair with your data edu absolutely spot on maggie says tom are there any areas you feel we could wait until january to improve for me it could be right back right back is an area that we could wait chambers i like i like chambers a lot i think he's been good over the last second half of the season and in yesterday's preseason game obviously he was fantastic and uh if those types of performances are what we're going to see going into the premier league going forwards then sure that's that's great but there is always going to be that element of one 
you know, he's coming back from a big injury, could suffer another injury at any time. And the backup options are Bellerin right now or Cedric, who I don't have a lot of hope in. And, you know, it really was kind of one of those positions that I thought Arsenal anyway were going to really push to improve was that right back area. And we're just not seeing those links. But maybe, Matt, that is a position. Forward as well, like obviously we've got forwards. Um, we don't necessarily need to bring in Tammy Abraham right now unless we sell on one of our current strikers. But we'll wait and see. Uh, Bali says, uh, what are your thoughts on Ilix uh, Mariba, uh, the Barcelona 18-year-old midfielder, obviously garnering a lot of interest. I highly doubt Arsenal are going to be in the race for Mariba, or Mariba, unfortunately. Uh, Chelsea and Manchester City are currently the two main kind of protagonists in the chase for him because Barcelona can't seemingly agree a deal. He's, he's wanting around €6 million Euros a season, which is a crazy amount of money for someone that's barely played any first-team football. But he's a very highly rated youngster and uh, Barca and City, sorry, Chelsea and City seem to be very open to that happening. But in regards to an Arsenal chase, I wouldn't get your hopes up on him whatsoever. Uh, Hasala says, do you think there are any players who we can sign from the French League other than Hussein Awa, who I personally probably wouldn't sign? Obviously, Renato Sanchez is one that we've been linked to as well, currently playing uh, in Lille. Zeki Celik at Lille too, the right-back Turkish international is, a, is another one. Uh, we've talked about a few other right-backs in that league. Uh, Sentonze, Sentonze, uh, Chentonze, or have you pronounced his name, um, from Metz, right-back, who's really knocking on the door of the French national team. Uh, Sambia, Junior Sambia from Montpellier is also another one that's quite versatile, can play as a wing-back, right-back, can even play in midfield if you ever wanted him to. So there's a few options in that league that Arsenal could go for, but I know a few people have got their reservations because of how certain league players have turned out, but there are still some very good options in that league that Arsenal should do well to look to pick up. Uh, Ayat says, uh, Tammy isn't a target man. He's bad at holding the ball and heading. Uh, he's in the mould of an Aubameyang. He relies on good runs. Why do you fans still want uh, him right after a Chelsea fan says he's not good enough. Well, I mean, the Chelsea fan didn't say that he wasn't good enough in the tactical breakdown. We should clarify that. He said that he wouldn't be worried. Yunus uh, said he wouldn't be worried. He said that. And why would you be worried if you think you're going to be getting Erling Haaland and you've already got Timo Werner? Why would you be worried about losing Tammy Abraham? It, it wouldn't worry you at all. If you if you if we turned around and said that. Um, if we say in a position that we have got like really good strength in, say our left back position, if we've got Tierney and we've got Nuno Tavares, and say you've got Kalasanac there, and I'm not saying it's comparative to Kalasanac and Tammy Abraham, but you wouldn't be concerned if you already have certain players in that position that are of a, a level that is going to push you forwards and it doesn't really matter. So I, I'd say that I think you've misquoted him there, Aya, but I appreciate the donation and I appreciate your point of view, but I think you've slightly taken what Yunus said the wrong way uh, about uh, about him anyway. Uh, Bali says, what about uh, Bubakar Kamara? Yeah, Marseille centre midfielder that can play as a centre-back as well. Uh, less than 12 months left on his contract and can cover at centre-back. Um I haven't watched enough of him. Uh, I know about him, but I haven't I haven't watched nowhere near enough of him to, to comment. If you want to find out more about him, go ask Jeremy Smith or Chris Carpenter on Twitter. Both of them will be very happy, I'm sure, to answer your questions. Uh, Hasala says, is Richard Garlett the reason why we are going for so many English players? I'd, I'd be surprised if that was the reason, Hasala, because he's, he's not necessarily in the whole mould of, in my opinion, in my kind of understanding of his role. He's not really the identification of targets. Like that's not his history. That's not his experience. That's not what he did at the Premier League. He's more of the contract negotiator. He's, he's got more of the Hus Farmy kind of responsibilities at the club. 
Um, so I'm, I'm not sure that that's a reason. I think that's more of a coincidence than, than anything. I think Arteta and Edu both want to push for more homegrown players because it's an important aspect of a club to have. Uh, Vignes says, uh, hi, Tom. We have Lukonga as a backup for Partey. Who will be the backup for the deep line playmaker that we're going to sign? There are a number of options, of course. We've got Mohamed Elneny at the club. Miguel Aziz is still at the club and has returned to training. So maybe we'll see him in some final preseason matches as well. Callum Chambers can play in midfield should we ever need him desperately to do that role. So arguably, you've got those players there that can cover that position. But I agree with you. It's still quite light. And if I was Arsenal, I'd be looking to still bring in two centre midfielders this summer, not just Sambi Lukonga and whoever the next person we expect to be. Uh, Ratha Veri says, what about Dean Henderson for goalkeeper if we want a new English number one? Much better option than Ramsdale and they are similar age. Man United are very much expecting Henderson to be their number one. They are not looking to sell him. If anything, they're going to be looking to move on David De Gea. So unfortunately, uh, no Dean Henderson uh, as, as a realistic option. Uh, Ayers responded saying, but if Chelsea sold us Havertz, even if they got Bernardo Silva, they'd be worried. Tammy is average. And I mean, it's again, I think it's critical, very critical. I don't think Tammy Abraham is average for a 23-year-old that's scored more in a single season than Lacazette has in his last three years. He's got a better strike. He's got a very good strike rate. He's got a very good, he's got, I mean, his stats matched up better than that of Dominic Calvert-Lewin when we looked into him from last season when he didn't play all that much either. So I think that it's, you're being harsh. I think it's probably more skewed by the fact you're looking at it from a Chelsea perspective. I'm not saying that he's worth £40 million. I don't think I'd be up for Arsenal spending £40 million on Tammy Abraham. I'm just saying that I wouldn't completely shun it to one side. Um, and I, I wouldn't completely write it off as a, as a decent move. So I think depending on the fee, it could work out quite nicely. But uh Again, it would it would still be a risk, and I wouldn't be going anywhere close to the forty million pounds that's being suggested. Uh, Chris says, "Does Saliba's contract run out in twenty twenty four for certain?" Yes, Chris, it does. He signed a uh, five year deal uh, with Arsenal when he signed back in twenty nineteen. Uh, he's been obviously going to be on loan for three of those years, and he'll have two when he comes back. Uh, it, it did include a one year loan to Saint Etienne. That turned it into a four-year deal. Yes, it seems a short deal for a pricey young centre-back. Any chance a deal goes beyond 2024? There isn't any chance, Chris, that it goes on unless there's an extension. He runs out in two years. He comes back after this loan. We'll see what happens. But sorry, there is, there's no option in there for an extra year. As far as we're aware, it's just a straight five-year uh, deal, which included, obviously, a one-year back on loan with Saint-Etienne. Hopefully, Arsenal can sort out something, you know, um, something to really kind of sort it out. Uh, black, uh, black, Ru black. Ru uh, Ru I'm assuming that's meant to be Russian, um, but <laughs> it's just the V really threw me off. Uh, black Russian says, uh, "Why sign Ramsdale when Woodman is better, and we could have uh, brought back Marlon and Glenn Kamara for the same price as Tammy Abraham, and they would have counted as homegrown." I don't. I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure Marlon counts. I don't know if he was in the UK for long enough because he was with us between 2015 and 2017. I don't know if it was three full years that he spent in the UK, if he would actually count. You may be able to correct me on that, but it has to be three years minimum that you spend between the ages uh, of uh, under the age of 21, I think, um, before you count as homegrown. So I'm not sure if Marlon counts, but I take your point. There are options out there that would have been like Marlon, again, a, a very decent option for a much lesser fee. However, what you have to consider is Borussia Dortmund are buying Marlon from PSV. 
um, which obviously was a, for a fee of around £25 million, what we're led to believe. Now, if he was signing for a Premier League team, I don't expect that to be the same price. It's just the way the world works. Premier League clubs, when they're going for players, are given a premium price that they have to pay because the clubs that are selling know that the Premier League clubs have got so much more money. That's why you're seeing the likes of Christian Romero linked with Tottenham for a ridiculously high figure of around £50 million. So you just have to consider that uh, when thinking about comparing certain values of players in the context of the club that they're obviously moving to. Um, Pep says, uh, you guys could have Kante in about four more years. Yeah, I mean, that's going to go back and look at him as one of those players that very much, uh, unfortunately, we missed out on and decided to go for Granit Xhaka instead. Crazy. Uh, Mohit says, Tom, where are these Madison links coming from? We have not made a deal for him yet and we are linked daily with him and time is running out. Arsenal are interested. He's on the list of players. Arsenal want an attacking midfielder. It's it's not it's not, it wasn't hard to guess that Arsenal were interested in Madison. Leicester tends to let go of one big player every single season. They performed very well without Madison last year when he was injured or wasn't in the team. He was expendable. He's not an irreplaceable player for Leicester City by any shadow of a doubt. And so, therefore, for someone that you know is a position that Arsenal desperately want, that they're looking at homegrown players this summer. It wasn't hard to guess that Arsenal would have been interested. So when stories come out saying that Arsenal are interested in James Madison, it's not one that you'd outright deny because it's you know it's it's obvious that Arsenal would probably be interested in James Madison. Interest means very little these days. Clubs have clubs have absolutely oodles of of lists of players that they are list, uh, interested in. So it, it wasn't a big kind of score to say that Arsenal were interested in James Madison because I'm sure there are a lot of players that aren't named that we're still interested in. In regards to the, the, the links to him, it's just a story that will get a lot of attention um, and we'll try and keep you up to date with it as much as we can if there are, of course, any developments. But it's it's not, I'd, again, I'd, as I've said in the last few days, I'd be shocked if uh, if Arsenal did end up signing James Madison. But uh, we will see. Uh, we will see. Um, Ken Shim says, uh, who is your first priority? Mine is Madison. Second would be Erdogan. And third, Awar. I mean, if, if he was an option, Madison, yeah, of course, I'd love to go for him. Erdogan, I like a lot. And so yeah, I would fall in line. Third would not be Awar because I don't look at him as a number 10. He's more of a number eight. Um, so I'd probably look at someone like a Kamada, uh, someone like that, uh, Frankfurt, as a, as a decent option in that position. A Danny Olmo, if we were ever going to be able to spend that amount of money, would be up there as well. So there, there are options. Uh, obviously, I'd love Zobos Life for obvious reasons, Harrison. But uh, yeah, nothing. Uh, he's, he's, he's not even played for RB Leipzig yet because of injury. So we'll see how what he's like this season. Thanks, Wilson. Much appreciate your support as always, fella. Uh, we'll answer a few more questions. Uh, Samara just signed. Leicester might offload a defensive midfielder this season. Again, Samara, yeah, he is a defensive midfielder and can play kind of your, your more central midfield position. But they have Ndidi. They have Tielemans. But the backup to Ndidi was always Nampali's Mendy, uh, who was never really like a, a really, really good player. And I think Samara coming in play can play alongside Ndidi, uh, can play instead of Ndidi. I'm not necessarily sure that they would be getting rid of Ndidi just because they brought in Samara. So I wouldn't necessarily say that is, is what's going to happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if they, if Leicester managed to sell Ndidi, I'm sure they'll replace him exceptionally well if they haven't already, of course, too. Um, need a player to occupy the left-hand side, says Yo-Yo. I mean, the left-hand side is is occupied by a number of players. Bakaya Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe can both play there alongside Gabriel Martinelli. So 
Maybe we have already got enough players there this summer. Yes, Mateus Pereira is another really good option, Peter. And I've said it before, 11 goals last season. The Premier League is a great return and would be very up for signing him if he was an option. I think we are going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. As always, please make sure you drop a like on the video if you would like to help support the channel. You can by joining up as a member as well and subscribing in the very cheapest of ways too. And also, if you haven't already, please, please do vote for us over at the Football Content Awards. You just need to tweet that I am voting for at the Guna Talk TV in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best club creator thank you ever so much to everyone that has already voted if you go into the description of the video you'll find a lot more information about how you can vote if you don't have twitter as well which is obviously something that i know a lot of people don't necessarily have so there are different ways to vote read in the description if you want to find out more about that but thank you ever so much to everyone that has already voted wrath varies i see you thank you ever so much for your continued support as always vignesh has voted through five accounts yeah, i mean if you've got like 10 million accounts use them guys just vote and vote and vote. Thank you all so much, guys, for tuning in. As always, I'll be back a little bit later on today to give you a tactical breakdown. Fingers crossed on Mika Biref, our new number three signing, our third signing of the window, 18-year-old striker from Fulham. We talked about him a little bit earlier on in the show if you joined us late, but I'm planning on doing a dedicated video on him to give you guys all the education on our new under-18s striker. See you guys very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.